she wears short skirts, I wear t-shirts. She's cheer captain, and I'm, I'm on, on the bleachers. bleachers. I live for it, so. I'm not a Swifty or whatever they're called. Welcome to Talk About Scary, the show where we do just that, talk about scary places. Hey now, I'm Adam. I'm Clay. Because my parents named me that. Named him after the material, Clay. You can play with me. That's right. Like Play-Doh. If they had a brother, they would have named him Picasso. Maybe. <laughs> you like to use Clay. Um, it's an Adam episode today. Hooray for me. And, uh, you know, we usually talk about scary places, mostly just hauntings, but I'm going to shake it up a bit. Next few episodes. Like the Taylor Swift song? Shake it up. That's right. Uh, I love that song, by the way. I don't. Unapologetically, I love that. If it comes on, I will. That and the one where she goes, uh, she wears short skirts, I wear t-shirts. She's cheer captain. I'm, I'm on, on the bleachers. bleachers. I live for it. So. I'm not a Swifty or whatever they're called. I like to actually tailor Swift around the house sometimes, and that's when you pull your legs up uh, to your head like a dog, and then you drag your naked butt across the floor. It's called <laughs> Taylor Swifting, um, and I really enjoy doing that. But and other than that, I I, uh, I do like those songs. I don't care who knows. So it took me a while. That Shake It Off song it took me a while. I'm like, I don't like this song. This is not a sick beat, but it grows on you. So I'm gonna allow it now. Anyway, I'm going to shake it up, not off, but I'm going to shake it up right now. In the next few episodes that I do, that are my episodes, I'm going to do things that are not haunted-based, or not haunting-based in like an area. But se. they're still scary. They're still scary. Okay. But I, stuff that I think is scary, and I think that the listeners who like me and don't like you are going to enjoy more. They don't like me? Like the listeners who well, don't like Well, the ones you? that prefer me, will not, or, or have my point of view on things. What are those called? The Atomites? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Mine are called the Clay TTs. The Clay TTs. That's not like that. <laughs> That's it. Get your shirts. <laughs> oh, by the way, I just want to mention before we start that um, the uh, our special our uh, our special feature presentation, a haunting at the Monte Vista movie movie, is uh, out on Vimeo right now. So if you want to jump on the bandwagon before everybody else gets to see it on all the other platforms, uh, go rent it on Vimeo. Um, and we'll keep you updated every time it goes on to a new platform uh, for those out there who do not want to rent it, but would rather watch it on a streaming service that you already pay for. Um, okay. And to follow up, as Emperor Palpatine says, do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does. It's a trap. I love doing that. <laughs> it's actually a trap. If you do that in a grocery store, there's a guy in the back that's going to laugh every single time. Any crowd you do it in. You'll know who your friends are if you scream, it's a trap! Pretty and, pretty much true. That's very true. true. Okay, so I'm doing something that's near and dear to both our hearts and everybody who uh, is a UFO-y that believes in extraterrestrial life. Ufo. Um, UFOs, that's right. They, um, they know this story too, but Clay and I, we live here, so we're talking about it. It's called, ready? The Phoenix Lights. The Phoenix Lights. That's right. 
or also known as the Lights Over Phoenix. I don't know why there's two names for it. It's the Phoenix Lights. I feel like the second one is like the Spanish translation, because you know how when you translate the words like never quite, like when you when you translate something in Google from Eng from Spanish to English, it's always like kind of worded not how you would actually like yeah. say it. <laughs> the Lights Over Phoenix. The Lights of Phoenix. <laughs> um, yeah, most likely. So, here we go. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Exciting. So the Phoenix Lights refer to what many people consider an extraterrestrial event that happened over Phoenix, Arizona, in case you don't know where Phoenix is, on March 13th, 1997. That was also the year Clay was born. It's true. <laughs> we were just talking about his birthday. Like, oh, jeez. I was nine. Oh, jeez, Rick. I was nine. <laughs> and I actually remember it happening. I so. don't remember it happening because it wasn't reported on national news for like a couple of days. And I just, to, to age myself, I was in the army then. So um, I was a pretty big skeptic about everything. See, I was in like the second or third grade. Until I actually believe, I believed what someone explained them as to be because I've seen things like that. Um, until I heard the rest of the reports. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so I have to start by saying that there were literally thousands of people who saw these things and began reporting it. They started at 7.30 p.m. and they ended at 10.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time for that time of year. Um, and I don't have any details up right now. Adam might, might get there um, based on his notes, but I think this is considered to be one of the actual, like, largest viewed UFO sightings um, in history. Like, there, there was just so many people, and they all described the same things, so... Precisely the same thing. Yeah, so th this is going to be interesting. I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to uh, throw down. And when we ding, talked about ding, the... Ding, ding, when we When we talked about the Bridgewater Triangle, we were talking about literally hundreds of people. This is thousands upon thousands of people. People who don't live here don't realize that the Phoenix metropolitan area right now, I believe, is... 7.4 million people. There's a lot of people who saw this. Even back then when it was at 4 million, um, that's a lot of folks that are like, hey man, I saw something. And it didn't just, people just didn't see it in Arizona, which we'll get to just now. I put these really nice detailed notes in and I want to, if I could, tantalize you with the story as we're going down. So what I'm doing is I'm moving down my notes and kind of giving you little tidbits and pieces of things as if it's a story rather than just me reporting information that I know. I like to wing it. He actually does like to wing it. So a lot of folks that are um, Clay Titi's uh, will enjoy his <laughs> his brand of uh, lackadaisical uh, uh, podcasting, if you will. But it's it's an Adam podcast today. It's an Adam cast. I'm casting Adam into your home, so we're gonna do it my way. Um, so these sightings stretched for over 300 miles. They ranged from the Nevada-Arizona state line all the way down to Tucson, Arizona. Uh, Tucson's a lovely town. Uh, if you're down there, try their meth. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Tucson. I'm an A's. I'm a Sun Devil, so F you guys. Okay. Um, but I'm just I'm just kidding. Wildcats. Wildcats. <laughs> U of A. U-F-A. U-F-O. Oh, UFO. Good. I like that. Um, it's connective tissue. That's how I wing it. I like that. Connective tissue. He winged it and, and hit the mic as he did. I hit the mic. That's how we do things here. Um, 
Enjoy enjoy this long episode. I didn't like episode. how the mic was looking at me. <laughs> I hope I hope all the viewers are gonna enjoy this. I hope you have a long car ride that you're listening to this on because it's gonna be a long one today. <laughs> I didn't mean for this. Um Okay, so two events were reported um right at uh the beginning of this um event. Um one was uh, a triangle-shaped group of lights that passed over the state. In the other, people said they saw a group of lights that hovered over Phoenix and remained there for some time. Um, Fife Symington, um, Clay would remember this because he was living here, that I was not living here at this time, uh, was the governor of Arizona at this time. I was nine, though. And by the way, if you like the name Fife Symington, he was Fife Symington third. So it was a very odd name that three men were named. Um, he was the governor of Arizona, and he described the event as otherworldly. Um, now, here are some of the initial reports. Uh, at 7.55 p.m., a man in Henderson, Nevada, that's South uh, Nevada, it's just really, it's just right below on the map of Las Vegas. When you're driving to Las Vegas from Arizona, you have to go through Henderson. Lovely town, nice people, they have an A&W still there you can go to if you don't want to take the highway. I love A&W fast food chains. You don't have them on the East Coast. Come out here and try our A&W. Mmm! Delicious. Um, he reported seeing a very large... <laughs> you're <gonna see> <laughs> this episode sponsored by A&W! A&W. Don't tell me you don't love A&W. <laughs> um, they don't have them here anymore, but they have a few. Okay. He reported seeing a large V-shaped object in the sky above. He said it was about the size of a Boeing 747 with six lights on its leading edge. It was moving from northwest to southeast and made a uh, a wind rushing noise as it traveled. A police officer from Paulden, Arizona, never been there, didn't even know that, that uh, Paulden existed. It's a population of five. Five. Um, <laughs> one police officer, evidently. Um, at 8.15, said he saw a cluster of orange lights in the sky. He stated that the lights had four lead lights and then a fifth trailing them. So, a little bit of a difference of these two reports, which I have a theory on. Let's hear it. I have a theory. Maybe the craft was moving so fast that the light displacement was off because of the, the atmospheric conditions. We have a lot of particulates in the air that can play tricks on our eyes. Makes our skies look... Tremendously orange on sunsets. Um, the sun and the moon can look more gigantic than any other place in the world, especially when on the horizon where all those particulates are. They can make the moon look almost blood red sometimes. So he is describing orange lights, which could be the particulates in the air, which would have varied from Nevada, where they don't, for some reason, don't have as many particulates in the air. Maybe yeah. they don't have as much red dust. Um, that iron-rich soil. Um, and maybe he saw the fifth trailing because it was moving so quickly. I don't know if that's how that works. Clearly, it wasn't moving at the speed of light because he wouldn't have seen anything. So True. Or past the speed of light. But, I don't know. There's a theory I'm throwing out there. Um, and at about seven, I'm sorry, about 8.17 p.m., witnesses began reporting sightings uh, everywhere. Uh, they reported a solid V-shaped object that blocked out a large portion of the sky with lights similar to the initial report. It was so large... It was blocking out large portions of the sky. Which, that's weird to me, because that's not something that you hear about with, like, other UFO incidences. Like, I, I remember 
<clears throat> seeing photos, especially right after it happened. And yeah, there's there's like this black V with lights, and it's it's covering up the stars because it was dark, you know. Um, so that's yeah, whatever. It was big is the point. I would have liked to have seen this. I envy you because I would have liked to have seen this on the news live. Well, good thing for you. There's 4K video recordings that you can check out. Except there's not. Yeah, it was because 97. <laughs> no one got really good video of this. There are videos, but they're pretty... Uh, yeah, they're all consumer camcorders poopy. from back in the day that were yeah. like... What, what Was it 420 or 480? What is that resolution? It's bad. Yeah, 480 at best. Yeah, so, but... It looks like seven dots or whatever... They're like child cameras today. It's like the person filming it had like Parkinson's. Just, <laughs> just shaky. Real shaky. Just punchy as hell. Zoomed in all the way. <laughs> and you just hear, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what is that, what is that? <laughs> yeah. So they're not professional filmmakers. It's not like Clay and I with gimbals and stuff. And It's unfortunate. It's too bad Clay couldn't have been out there with his camera that he made uh, the last five days on. Incidentally... There was a guy who made a bad, uh, a nasty comment saying there's no way that the last five days, 10 years later, could have come out 10 years after when it just came out. But he didn't even look at your face, man. He didn't. No. Thank you for uh, thinking that I didn't age. I appreciate it. Yeah. But it, it <laughs> indeed came out 10 years later um, because Thanks. we held on to that. He held on to that for 10 years before he released it. So it would be awesome and authentic. So we're glad you appreciate it. Or don't. I don't know. Anyway, so... Hey, they watched the sequel, so if it was the worst movie ever made, why would you watch the sequel to that? Because you have to. <laughs> have to? Or you secretly liked it, but you don't want people to know. I like secretly Squidward liked it. Squidward and Krabby Patties. I secretly liked it. I thought it was wonderful. I really did. Um, but I digress. Um, so, back to the V-shaped... Back to Prescott, Arizona, actually, where this 8, uh, 17 p.m. sighting happened. Um, by the way, before we get started any further, if you look at the time frame that I'm discussing from 7.15, uh, 7.55 to 8.17, all the way from Nevada, all the way down to Prescott, Arizona, if you're looking on a map, that is an impossible amount of time to speed through the sky. I don't know how fast this craft was going, but it was going that fast, where it pretty much traversed the, the border of uh, Nevada, where it, so it came from Nevada. Right? Mm -hmm. Clearly, that's the first sighting, but it came from yeah, like, Area 51 yeah, went, or wherever. Yeah. yeah. And it's, <clears throat> it was going in that trajectory, coming toward Phoenix. And it did it in about 20 minutes. There's no aircraft that does that, people. So I'm telling you right now, we fly it all the time. Always going to Vegas because uh, we're party animals. Not Clay and I, but my wife and I. I want Clay to go, but he hates it. Um, it's true. He does. He hates it. But uh, that is an impossible amount of speed to be going. And a craft that large. Yeah, you could get to Hawaii in like an hour, hour and a half tops. Maybe. Who knows if, it's, if it's aliens, right? Um, I just want to bring up Hawaii. It's he, not he a true Hawaii. episode if no. it's not. It's not a Hawaii about episode. Hawaii. Devon, or Devon, I don't know how, um, how to pronounce his name. Is D-E-V-O-N. The N is silent. Yep. Devil. Devil. Um, and Jamie Lorenz of Prescott, Arizona. Spelled Prescott, but pronounced Prescott. Reported seeing the object and stated that the lights were red with a lead light that was white. They called it a cluster of lights that made up a V pattern. It moved quickly over the areas and did not make a sound as it traveled further south. So now it's no longer making a sound. The lights are red now, but they still say they just thought there were lights in a V pattern. But all these people are saying this and this thing is sailing along and no longer making any sound. So, 
Kind of interesting, Clay speechless. I'm moving on. I am speechless. The National UFO Reporting Center also received numerous reports of the event, some varying from the initial reports. Some reports describe the lights as yellow, with a light trailing behind. All reports um, say um, that we're watching the lights say that they traveled from northwest to south or southeast, saying that it was indeed coming from the Nevada area, possibly Area 51, who knows, and traveling down this way. The first sightings in Phoenix, this is what Clay would remember, Tim Lay and his wife Bobby, with an I, classy, his son Hal, I like that name, and his grandson Damien Turndidge first saw the lights when they were above the Prescott Valley about 65 miles away from them. That's a long distance. And by the way, in Arizona, you can see more than 65 miles away from you. It is so clear here, you cannot believe it. Um, at first, the lights appeared to them as five separate and distinct lights in an arc shape, as if they were on top of a balloon. But then they soon realized that the lights appeared to be moving towards them. Over the next 10 or so minutes, the lights appeared to come closer. The distance between the lights increased, and they looked on the shape of an, they looked as if they were the shape of an upside-down V. So upside down this time. Eventually, when the lights appeared to be a couple miles away, the witnesses could make out the shape that looked like a 60-degree carpenter square. Hmm. With the five lights set into it, one on the front and two on each side. So not now that no one's not saying six, so there's some varying reports, but atmospheric conditions can probably skew these a bit. And it was a cloudy day. Sure, yeah. Never cloudy days here in Arizona. There was clouds that day. Um... Soon the object uh, with the embedded lights appeared to be coming right down the street where they lived, about 100 to 150 feet, or 30 to 45 meters if you're not from America, uh, above them. <laughs> I do that once in a while. Um, traveling so slowly that they appeared to whoever, uh, sorry, uh, traveling so slowly that they appeared to hover, and they were totally silent. The object then seemed to pass over uh, their heads and went through a V opening in the peaks of the mountain range toward Squaw Peak Mountain, no longer called Squaw Peak because Squaw is a negative word. We now call it Payaswa Peak for a Native American lady that died in the war in Afghanistan. So I thought Squaw was just the sound birds make, but you don't want to say tweet. Yeah, the French uh, uh, na uh, called Native American women that, and it was a very derogatory term. Oh, see, I didn't so know we don't You learn something that. new every day. Talk about history. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we don't say that anymore. We say Paestawa Peak after, um, I believe she was a private Paestawa um, who gave her life for this country. So thanks um, for that, uh, geez louise. Um, and toward the direction of, so through that mountain range, toward the direction of Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport. Crazy. It's going toward the airport now. Still in the same exact trajectory. Um, witnesses in Glendale, Arizona, a suburb, uh, northwest of Phoenix, still that you know, still moving that way, uh, saw an object pass overhead at an altitude high enough to become obscured by the thin clouds. This is approximately between 8.30 and 8.45 Mountain Standard Time. This is one hour it's doing all this now. It's not even an hour yet. We're, what, at 40 minutes? Yeah. That is crazy fast, and it's it's coming... It, it, people say it's moving northwest to southeast rapidly and getting lower and lower and lower on the horizon. Which, wowzers, right? And everybody keeps saying the same stuff. When the triangle formation entered the Phoenix area, Bill Grainer, 
a cement uh, driver, cement truck driver, hauling a load down uh, a mountain north of Phoenix, described a second group of lights. This is what he said. I'll never be the same. Before this, if anybody had told me I saw a UFO, I would have said, yeah, and I believe in the tooth fairy. Now I've got a whole new view, and I may be a uh, I may be just a dumb truck driver, but I've seen something that don't belong here. Don't belong here. Get out. Yeah, I don't want to. want to give many accents though. <laughs> well, Grainer stated that the lights <laughs> hovered over the area for more than two hours. Hmm. So, and by the way, that is also that is correct. After they reached here, took about forty minutes to traverse all that area. Hovered over the area here for about two hours. So that's when everybody started seeing it like crazy. Um, so here's some explanations. I'm going to go into some explanations of what people said they what it was, okay? Um, this is what I believed at first, too. Uh, shortly after that day, I think it was the next day, the United States Air Force announced that the lights were simply flares that were released by an A-10 Warthog from Luke Air Force Base. So the hovering lights to me, looked like the lights that I saw um, from flares uh, that were released from uh, aircraft uh, in the service. Um, sure, I forgot about those flares that travel 300 miles and stay in perfect formation. Now, I have something to say about that, but I'll say it later. I believe that they were trying to obscure what those were by sending up flares. If something's traveling that far and that low to the ground, <clears throat> um, and that quickly people are reporting it, and it's coming toward Phoenix, what are the chances if it came from a place like Area 51, which is, you know, about where it could have came from, that the United States Air Force didn't intercept it or see it leave and they decided to just let off a bunch of flares on a warthog? Why would they be doing a flare test on a warthog over Phoenix? That makes no sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think they're probably trying to obscure it in some way. But that's another thing altogether. Um, now, there are also some other explanations that where I'm gonna get into right now. So one is uh, the Air Force said, oh, we just, those are just flares. Don't worry about it, guys. Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. It's fine. And we all were like, okay. Um, UFO advocate, Jim, uh, I hope I pronounced his name right, Delette Oso claimed, he's a liar, but he claimed to have performed a uh, spectral analysis of photographs and video imagery that proved the lights could not have been produced by a man-made source. He claimed that he had also used software called, ready for this? Don't mm -hmm. laugh. Image Pro Plus. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Such a scientist. Um, um, we don't know what version it was, but it doesn't matter because it was the worst thing in the world. Um, to determine the amount of red, green, and blue in the various photographic and video images and construct histograms of the data, which were then compared to several photographs known to be flares. Several sources have pointed out, however, that it is impossible to determine the spectral signature of a light source based solely on photographic or videographic imagery. Um, as film and electronics inherently alter, um, sorry here, this was a really technical note, so I put a lot of notes in here. Um, they inherently alter a spectral, a spectral, uh, sorry, spectral signature of a life source, um, a light source, you are dry, okay. <laughs> by shifting the hue in the visible spectrum. And experts in spectroscopacy, spectroscopacy, that's how I said that right? Um, have dismissed his claims as being scientifically invalid. Now, I will say that Clay and I 
will both agree it would be impossible to see anything in a spectroscope from regular photography and especially on this program yeah um there's a normal normal equipment people would have used back then even now um it eliminates light outside of visible spectrum that's how photographs work and back then they use silver halloid so you wouldn't have gotten any infrared because that doesn't work that way um there was no i mean 1997 there was no real digital photography yet especially for consumers so it was on it was on film yep um so there's no spectral analysis that you can do on a on that and i'll stand by that if you want to write on our instagram talk about <clears throat> talk about scary you can call me a liar and I will call you full of crap because I know what I'm talking about. Very rarely do I know what I'm talking about. This is one of the things. Um, so you couldn't do a complete spectral analysis without infrared and ultraviolet. The maker of Image Pro Plus, Image Pro Plus, has stated its software is incapable of performing spectroscopic analysis. This guy was full of it, but back then you could have just yelled out a bunch of gobbledygook and people would have believed you because it was like it was it was like alchemy back then talking yeah. about yeah. digital photography or scanning an image and he had to scan that image because back then that's the only way you could get it on a computer so there's no way you could have done it um shortly after uh the, the occurrence of the lights arizona governor five simington the third held a press conference stating that they found who was responsible dupe, dupe, dupe. You can watch this stuff on video. This stuff is funny. And I thought this episode was going to be longer, but we're just in the right amount of time. Um, I can extend it with a drum solo. Yeah, you're, you're really getting me with that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to make it intense. Like It is. I can add it later. You don't courtroom have style. No, it's, like, nice. it's got to it's gotta be for me. So Barney Fife Simmington. It's my contributions. It is your contribution day. We'll notice that once in a while, Clay will, uh, he won't contribute very much to an episode. Is because when we start our episodes... We'll do a few in a row. I don't mind telling you the secrets to our unsuccess. Do 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 do. And when I, whenever we start, he's like, you know, I'm not quite ready yet. Can you start doop, with yours? Do 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 do. So I'm doop, always starting doop, with mine. Now it's Uh Clay can beatbox too. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. Um, I cannot. That's nice. Um, I'm not so, gonna demonstrate that. No. So the Arizona governor, in a nutshell, gets on camera and he has a press conference. And this genius of a human being that's running at this state. His says, IQ was nine. Nine. He says, we found who was responsible. And then he brings out a guy dressed in an alien costume on national television. Wait, wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this. I had to watch it. Oh, man. What a class act. Um... So, one of his aides dressed like an alien. Oh, it was me. Um, nice. Uh, you can watch that on Dateline NBC. Smooth. So, if you like Dateline, if you want to stream that, you can actually watch the Phoenix Light episode, and you can see what this uh, this jackhole did. I thought that was hilarious. It was funny. It's just inappropriate. Um, something that I would have done. Not He shouldn't have done that. Um, but on March, uh, in March 2007, 10 years later, he had, uh, Symington, uh, um, said that he had witnessed one of uh, the crafts of unknown origin during the 1997 event. He also did not go public with the information um, until later, um, obviously because he was the governor. In an interview with the Daily Courier of Prescott, Arizona, Symington said, I'm a pilot and I know just about every machine that flies. It was bigger than anything I've ever seen. It remains a great mystery. Other people saw it, 
Responsible people. I don't know why people would ridicule it. Simington had earlier said it was enormous and inexplicable, which is something that my wife has said quite a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. Ever since the Hotel Monte Vista, I've just had a very foul... Uh, He's not sorry. I'm not sorry, <laughs> but that's what she said, and, but I don't want to say she because it's just one person that said it. Nobody else will ever say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, who knows where it came from? Question mark. A lot of people saw it, and I saw it too. It was dramatic, and it couldn't have been flares because it was too symmetrical. It had a geometric outline and a constant shape. That was his quote, except for all that stuff about my wife and... That, that joke. That's not part of the quote. I should have said quote, end quote, but ah, I'm sorry, guys. I'll start doing that. You can figure it out. Yeah. If, if you can't, you know. I believe that what happened when he went on the press conference to say what he said was he was probably told by the federal government, you better make light of this and call it a day. Yeah, that's probably true. So, but still jackhole for doing the alien thing. Um, <clears throat> Simming, that's something that I would have done. I'm an idiot, not you. Uh, you're running the state. Uh, he also noted that he requested information from the commander of Luke Air Force Base, the general of the National Guard, and the head of the Department of Public Safety, but none of the officials he contacted had an answer for what had happened. And they were also perplexed on that day. Later, he responded to an Air Force explanation that the lights were flares. So, um... Which I don't buy. He said that... In a nutshell, he said, "Those flares. If those were flares, they're nothing like any man-made object I've ever seen. And there certainly weren't high-altitude flares because flares don't fly in formation, which Clay just said. It's true. Yeah. And in an episode of a popular television show called UFO Hunters, called the Arizona Lights, Simington said, uh, uh, Simington said that he uh, contacted the military, asking what the lights were." He said, we said it on television, then he said it again. And the response was no comment. They said no comment. And he was the, and again, he was the, the governor of Arizona. He wasn't an ordinary citizen. Yeah. But I guess that's how it works out. Um, so one more person, Francis Barwood, the 1997 Phoenix City Councilwoman who launched an investigation into the event said that over 700 witnesses she interviewed that over the 700 uh, witnesses she interviewed, um, the government never interviewed even one of them. So she reported these to the government, and uh, the government never got back and interviewed one of the witnesses. So either they truly were some sort of, it was some sort of uh, test flight of, of government proportions, and they wanted to obscure it, so they put out a bunch of flares that said, we'll just tell these stupid people from 1997 this is what it is. Or they were aliens. I'm, I'm thinking that it could be the latter, because... Uh, I mean, we have already have declassified information of unidentified <clears throat> flying objects that the, that the U.S. military have seen now. Well, if it was a test, here's my issue with if it was a test. Why would it have been so difficult to just announce it beforehand? I mean, now you've got like SpaceX launching um, rockets and stuff like there. There are all kinds of, I don't want to call them tests, but we're launching satellites and things like that. And um, everyone knows. They tell you weeks in advance. Um, you can usually watch it live. They're not trying to cover up anything. It's known to yeah. all. So if this was just a test, how hard would it have been? It's not like they needed to go on TV and announce it, but they could have let the governor know or someone know, like 
hey, we're, we're doing a test just so you have a heads up. You might get some calls. It might, we don't know what it's going to look like. People might be suspicious. Yeah, I think, I think that. that's my issue with this. Yeah, it's definitely compelling. I mean, I think it's the most, and most people think it's the most compelling piece of evidence of UFOs uh, ever cited by a mass group of people. Um, couldn't have been mass hysteria. Uh, Arizona's desolate in areas. So people from Nevada all the way down to Phoenix and Tucson, because uh, people saw it in Tucson, that's how enormous this thing was. And I think that it's, 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 it's food for thought. And it's talk about scary. And I think aliens are scary. Don't you? I don't know. No, not necessarily. I mean, all the pictures are, they're pretty gooey and scary looking. Tiny little scary, big eyed, big eyed things. Yeah, but I don't know if that's what they really look like. But like toddlers? I, I, I haven't decided yet. Like, You don't think they're like uh, humanoid looking, but like with big old eyes and big old brains and tiny appendages? Maybe, but I also kind of think that if there's something that advanced that can travel here from so far away that we can't even like see them, that they're probably advanced enough that they don't want to harm us. That's kind of the way I look at it is. See, I like the Cowboys and Aliens thing where they all came down. I like those aliens. Mm. Those are terrifying. And they were like the gold. And we, I already talked about that. Well, I mean, it. they're fun to like imagine, but I, I kind of think that if there's real aliens, I, I don't think that they're, they want to like abduct us and like do weird experiments and stuff. Like they're probably just us but more advanced they've been around longer obviously they can travel further to get here and so like sexy aliens from the marvel universe that's exactly it yeah i hope that's so it. yeah if they're gonna if they're gonna probe me i hope they're sexy <laughs> <laughs> i would like some marvel superheroes doop 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 to probe me <laughs> marvel is a copyrighted piece of information from uh, uh is it disney now Disney owns the planet, basically. I think Disney might even own this podcast if we don't uh, I better be stop. careful. Yeah, <laughs> I heard they're suing. I heard they're suing uh, Stan Lee's family. Oh, uh, still watching all the movies. Sorry, guys. Kind of messed up though. Like he's still watching dead. all We're the movies. His family. Yeah. Sorry about Stan, but uh, we want more of your money and stuff. So you better better step out of the way. Anyway, we're probably running out of time. We've run out of time a long time ago. We got to stop this. The Phoenix Lights is definitely something that you should look into. We probably could have done a two or three part episode about this topic. So definitely look into it. There's lots of interesting side stories that we didn't get a chance to touch on. Yeah. And I just... Uh, Documentaries, I, specials, films. It's all out there. I made it real short. Uh, this is short as I can make it. Talk so, about short. Talk about doop, short. Doop, talk doop. about 34 minutes. All right. Doop, 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 doop. So, um... Creep it real! Creep it real, first. guys. I said it first. Yeah, you creep it real, guys. Thanks for, for thanks for listening. I like that one. That was fun. Yeah. I know it was long, but I always do the long one first to get you warmed up. So yeah. I hope you...